right, welcome to the latest episode of Mavantic Podcast. I'm your host, Chopper, and today I'm joined with Mr. Andrew Sharp. How you doing, Andy? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for asking us on, Pat. All right, no problem. So, Andy, if any of you haven't figured out, Andrew is one of the guys uh, working on the new firefight. How's that coming along? Uh, it's coming on good. So, this is uh, Firefight 2nd Edition. So, as you know, we had a 1st Edition Again, on for I think it's about five years ago now, uh, which was kickstarted, and um, it was felt that there was it was time for a new edition, and so um, they asked me to uh, work on that. I think because I've been involved in a dead zone rules committee for quite some time, um, and yeah, it's going it's going pretty well. So it's had a year of alpha testing when. Um, we had lockdowns across the world, so it was a little bit difficult, <laughs> but, uh, but we managed to get uh, quite a bit done. And then uh, it's been out in public uh, beta testing now since June, so quite a lot of feedback from new people who are actually being able to play games and put miniatures actually on the table, which is always good. Nice. Uh, and so we we uh, unveiled this or released it, uh, what was that, the, the last, was it... Uh Oh, Christ, I can't remember what that event was called. <laughs> uh, one of the open days, I think. Uh, yeah. Summer schedule thing, yeah. It was uh, the one in June. And so it's been out in the in the real world for, what's that now, getting on for two months now. And, yeah, it's been some really good feedback. We created a Facebook playtest group for uh, people who wanted to give feedback to the game. Uh, and that's got about 150 members in now. Um and there's a lot of people who are very active in there. Um, obviously, not all ideas are necessarily going to make the cut, but it's great to see people trying it out and testing it because it's quite different from the previous version of Firefight. Yes, it's. Uh, I guess would it be unfair to say it's uh, a little closer to uh, the Dead Zone genre itself? Not so much the Dead Zone game, but uh, more akin to. I mean. Because Firefight in, in its previous uh, was uh, not super linked in any kind of rule set other than uh, some of the commands. Uh, is it fair to say that it's a little closer to Dead Zone than I guess? Yeah, I think that's I think that's very fair, Pat. So um, when I um, was first planning it out and what I was given as a guide by Mantic was that uh, you know there's no point in us trying to sort of try and create a brand new game again but rather to build on the community that we already have in in dead zone which is a pretty strong community now about um it's the steady game dead zone dead zone second edition has had a good following it's actually been growing a little bit in the lockdown periods people have been looking for new things uh, and i think dead zone's done quite well from that yes uh, yeah so we've seen a lot more people join the facebook groups and we've actually mantic have actually sold out of all of the core sets they have for, for dead zone oh, so, yeah so um definitely aiming to sort of build on the fam familiarity of dead zone for people who play that because you're absolutely right the, the first war part uh war part five fight it was um it was quite a lot different the, the themes were the same but you know you went from d8s to d6s and um yeah orders felt similar but the stat profile was very different so I have tried very much to link it back to um, Dead Zone so that people who play that should feel the game is familiar to them, even if it's a different game. 
and, and it sort of stemmed from a draft or something I did before anyone even asked me to do this was uh, I play I created a game called Dead Zone without squares or, or Dead Zone XL it became I did that at an open day once um, and that was basically the normal Dead Zone rules just instead of using cubes using uh, tape measure oh. uh, and so we've sort of built up from there and obviously expanded it a lot um, but yeah I think it's much more akin to Dead Zone than the original Firefight will be. So hopefully that will strike a chord with people and they'll um, they'll enjoy that. That's nice. So what's uh, the general feedback uh, in on the I guess on the groups and everywhere? Uh, what what are their thoughts? Yeah, so it's been very positive. I think um, there's been lots of people who have been engaging in the process and um, lots of the feedback is really good. Some of it's obviously not quite understood. The uh, the original ethos of what I wanted from the game, that, but that's understandable. People have different views on things. Um, but yeah, generally people have been very positive, so they've liked the way um, we're trying to keep that similarity. So, so some of the things we are keeping between Dead Zone and um, Firefight is things like um, D8s. So rather than D6s, now you're using D8s. So that means that you know, if you play Dead Zone, you've got all those to hand anyway. Yeah. If you, uh, if you, if you haven't, it's a little bit of a barrier because people don't have quite as easy access to D8s. But, of course, there'll be a starter set, so hopefully people will get into sure. that. Sure. I think D8s are fairly easy to come by. Yeah, exactly. I think gamers have got a whole variety of random dice. Of yeah. Side I, think, and stuff. I think D8s are better than D6s anyways in a game. Yeah, well, they give it a little bit more range. Um, surprisingly, not that much more, actually, because you still end up finding yourself coming down to those average numbers. But uh, they do give a little bit more range. Um, obviously, the way units work is very similar to in Dead Zone. So you have these two short actions, one long action business. Um, try to keep movement very similar and the stat profiles very similar so they look um, the same, really. Um, what I had done, which is probably one of the most noticeable differences if you play Dead Zones, there's no exploding eights, unfortunately. Um, when you're rolling more dice, it just got a bit jinxy. <laughs> 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 so uh, we had to drop them, um, which is a shame, but um, I think it works better for it. Uh, yeah, it could, get a, it could get a lot out of hand. Yeah, because the thing is, if you in Dead Zone, you're rarely rolling more than a handful of dice, but of course you've got a big unit that's firing. You might be rolling 10 dice, so you're getting two or three eights in that. And then you might get another eight from that. So it just starts to get a bit uh, out of control. Um, what we have also done is, uh, unlike in Dead Zone, where you do opposed rolls, so your opponent rolls for the armor, to speed things up, the person who's active shoots and then rolls to beat the armor. So that's a, a difference. But we're still doing alternate activations. We're still using... Uh, command points rather than command dice but we're still using a similar sort of mechanic there to make the most get the most from your guys so i hope a lot of people will see a lot of uh, similarities um and enjoy it because of that nice uh, uh how about with the army lists uh are, are we are you grouping them into squads i guess uh, yeah so um I think it really helped having been involved in Dead Zone for so long that um, I think I've got a good feel for what units and what armies should do and what they should play like. So trying to really strengthen the 
feel of an army. So Forge Fathers should do what you think Forge Fathers should do. Same for Veermin and so on. Um, but of course, there are squads in that. So you've got your usual sort of troop specialist support sort of options that you would have that you might recognise from Dead Zone, um, and they're in squads of somewhere between three and ten models, shall we say, for um, the average sort of unit. Um, some not very good units like zombies might be a bit bigger in size, you know, maybe up to like 20 models or so. Um, and the idea is that they will all activate and do all their things together as one unit. What is a, a big change uh, or what people will find different from some other games is that everything stems off of a leader model. So you have uh, a leader that you nominate in your unit. So say you've got a unit of enforcers, um, five enforcers, one of which is your leader. He may or may not have the same weaponry as the rest of the squad, but he could have you know, a different weaponry, a bit more sort of officer-like or sergeant-like weaponry. Um, and everything from movement and line of sights and everything like that is determined from him. So it should cut down on some of the measuring and stuff like that. So you just move this one guy, and then the rest of the unit sort of bubbles around him. It also means that if he can see, then even if other people in the unit couldn't see, they can still contribute their shots because I'm trying to create a feeling of the game being more dynamic, a bit like Dead Zone is, um, more cinematic than just being, you know, this is where the model is, therefore it can see from here to there. And the same sort of thing with vehicles. Like I've, I've got rid of things like arcs and stuff like that because I just find they slow the game down. You're measuring stuff that you don't really need to measure and you're sort of assuming, therefore, that this mule vehicle is a static thing. Whereas in reality, if you're in a war zone and someone's firing bullets at you, the last thing you're going to want to do is stay put in one place. You're yes. going to want to keep moving around. So I hope those things will, will create a sort of a dynamic um, game that people are keen to do. And like I say, I think the feedback so far has been very good. I think the only sort of thing I think some people struggle with is that if they come from another sort of game system of a similar size, they might think that, models should be heroic in some way particularly leaders um but, <laughs> yeah but actually that's not really how normal real life people are actually. or real warfare <laughs> yeah just... absolutely or um or even in the warpath universe i mean if you look at in dead zone for instance there aren't many of the leaders that are actually that great at stuff you know they're just normal people or creatures it's only really the occasional plague 1a or something like that who's an absolute monster literally um everybody else is just just a guy who happens to be in a position of authority over the others and shout at them a bit that's all <laughs> all right uh so for anyone who hasn't uh tried out the new firefight yet um where can they get the rules so yeah they're uh, available on the mantic uh, website in the free rules uh, section or if you're on Facebook, you can go to uh, search out Firefight um, Playtest Group. Um, or you can just go, to, there are a number of other Firefight pages as well that you could go to and just ask in there. But Firefight Playtest on uh, Facebook or the Mantic Free Rules part of their website. And you can just download them for free. There's an update coming in the next, uh, maybe by the time this podcast goes out, actually. Um, and all the lists for the six. Um, sort of core factions are all there. So that's uh, Asterians, Enforcers, Forge Fathers, 
Vermin, Plague, and GCPS. Is that six? I think that's six. Um, and so they're all the ones that were in the original uh, firefights, and so they're the ones we've done this for here. Uh, Mantic Cell, obviously. I guess to be clear, then, because some people will ask where the Mirage are, but they're, they're in the GCPS list, right? Like in the old firefight uh, book. Well, they were in Firefight version one. They're not. They're not in this version, uh, and there's a good reason for that. I think is a feeling that they probably belong somewhere on their own. Um, they haven't quite. Well, I agree with that. Production <laughs> really more than anything for Mantic, as, as you know, that the, there's no hard plastic Marauder model. Sprue. Mm, yeah, don't get me started on that either. <laughs> yeah, building an army. Uh, of a size appropriate for firefight is a little trickier, of course, when you haven't, from a production point of view, when you haven't got a easy hard plastic sprue. Um, so I, I think you know maybe in the future there will be a marauder list, uh, but at present uh, there isn't one. Um, but I'm sure people can work on stuff themselves. We've still got a little while still of this playtesting. Um, we're probably going to be in the beta for the rest of this year. Um, so there's plenty of opportunity for things to change, potentially, I guess. Um, and I'm sure I've got ideas of what to do with them if, if it becomes a reality. So um, it'll be if people feed back and the game gets enough buzz around it, then um, hopefully that'll be exciting enough. And, and um, you never know. Uh, and then anyone who's playtesting for the first time after hearing this, uh, most of the feedback can be put down in the Facebook group, yes? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the easiest way is just to use the Facebook group. If, if you don't use Facebook, then um, you could email uh, Mantic directly, um, and they can pass that on to me, I'm sure. Um, but the Facebook group is the, the best place to go because um, I can check it much more readily there than in other places. Um, and actually, to be honest, you've got a really good community there. So if you've got, particularly if you're starting out, you've got questions. They're usually answered by the time I get to them anyway, actually, by um, the half dozen or people or so people who are sort of most active on there and have been playing quite a lot of games. So um, like any new game, it can be there's always those first bits when you first start that uh, you need to get set in your head. Oh, yeah. Uh, particularly if you come from a different game system, of course, and you have sort of different expectations of what what a game of this scale should be, because we're talking about a game here that. It's aimed to be on a four by four table with maybe sixty to eighty models on each side. It's about the size of the Mantic Mega Army box sets. So they're what about one hundred and thirty dollars, I think. Uh, uh, the Mega Armies are one hundred fifty in the states. I think they're one hundred hundred twenty pounds. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or euros, and I think it's a little less. Maybe it's one hundred hundred ten pounds. I don't know. Yeah. I always forget so the prices. That's the size of the game was aimed at, so that you could pretty much get a mega army and you would be able to field a good army. You might still need to get one or two of the special things, of course, you know, to, to really do what you wanted with um, types of models and stuff, but uh, you would be able to play a good game against the opponent. Yeah. All right, perfect. So if you want to try out Firefight, Head to the Mantic website, download the rules. You can get them on the Facebook group, uh, leave your feedback at the Facebook group, or email Mantic directly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, if, uh, get it all tested out so we can get this thing going out next year. Yeah, super. So, yeah, hopefully uh, people will like it and you know certainly give it a bash. Uh, I'm sure you know, you'll see a lot of familiarities in Dead Zone 
that's my uh, first true love. So, um, yeah, I think uh, if you're used to playing Mantic games, you'll feel very happy with this one. Awesome. All right, Andy. Thanks for joining me. No worries. Thank you very much. All right. And I've been Chopper, and this has been the Mantic Podcast.